Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. When an object can be used for more than one purpose, does that change its status in Jewish law? Hi, this is Rabbi Scott Perlow, and we're doing a daily daf differently. Masechet Shabbat, page 143. We've come to a new chapter in the Gemara, chapter 22 of Masechet Shabbat. And yesterday we left behind the idea of muksa, of objects that are set aside um, and should not be touched on Shabbat. The concern of our Mishnah is a different issue called schita, or squeezing. You start in the beginning of the Mishnah, in the middle of page 143b, where it says, One may not squeeze fruits on Shabbat in order to extract liquids from them. And if liquids seeped out on their own, it is prohibited to use them on Shabbat. Rabbi Yehuda says, If the fruits were designated for eating, the liquid that seeps out for them on Shabbat is permitted. You may not have heard of the prohibition against squeezing on Shabbat. But this does play out in very traditional households, where you see that people have special Shabbat sponges and refrain from making juice out of things like lemon or oranges on Shabbat itself. The problem is that if you look at the list of the 39 prohibited activities that the Mishnah gives us, you'll notice that squeezing isn't on them. Rather, squeezing is a toleda, a child or an extension of dash, which means threshing. Threshing is an agricultural process by which grain, primarily wheat, is beaten against a hard surface until the outer inedible shell falls away in order to remove the soft edible core. Our rabbis understood squeezing as an extension of dash, of threshing, because squeezing separates the desirable liquid at the center from the undesirable rind. But as is so often, one of the rabbis of the Mishnah decides to make trouble. In this case, it's Rabbi Yehuda. And what he does is raise a theoretical concern that turns out to be right on the money. He says, you know, if a fruit is being used for its juice, and its juice alone, then indeed the rind and uh, whatever fruit is inside it is useless to us, and all we really care about is the juice. And that is very much like dash, threshing, and therefore it would be forbidden on Shabbat. But let's say I brought in some fruit, some strawberries or some oranges or some lemons, and I actually brought them in not to juice them, but to eat them. And juice comes out of the piece of fruit either on its own or perhaps even intentionally as I'm squeezing it to eat it. What is the status of that juice? Do I have to avoid it because it is juicing something, which we already know is impermissible? Or does the fact that I was intending to eat the fruit change the status of the juice? Now, this sounds like a very rabbinic concern. Way, way too obsessive-compulsive. And in fact, it might be. This is how the rabbis think. But he is, at the end of the day, right that something's telos, its end purpose, affects its name. This is like what Aristotle said when he said that every object has four causes a material cause, formal cause, efficient, and finally the final cause, the telos, 
which is to say that everything has materials you build it from and a form and it's this kind of object. But one of the things that defines every object that we have is that object's purpose. And in this particular case, the same object can have two different purposes. So let's take an orange, for example. Should I bring an orange in because I want to squeeze it, the inside of that orange, the fruit inside, is useless to me. It is, for my purposes, not quite inedible, but something that I don't want to eat. And therefore, what I'm doing is I'm squeezing out the good stuff, the juice, from the fruit, which is not important to me, which is so it makes it a lot like threshing, taking the important parts of the wheat, the grain, from its outer hard shell. But let's say I bring in an orange to eat it, right? Therefore, both the juice and the fruit inside are desirable. And what you're doing is separating one desirable thing from another desirable thing. I want the fruit inside of the orange just as much as I want the juice, right? And separating desirable from desirable is perfectly permitted from Shabbat. It's the idea of separating that which we want from that which we'd rather get rid of that becomes problematic halakhically. So what Yehuda is saying is it actually really matters the purpose that you had in mind when you brought that fruit in in the first place. Are you going to eat it or are you planning on making orange juice? This again is called the object's telos, its final purpose. That's why we get this statement in the middle of the Talmud in the name of Rabbah who spoke in the name of Rav Yehuda, different than Rabbi Yehuda, by the way. Um, in the name of Shmuel, these guys lived a lot later, who said as follows, that Rebbe Yehuda would concede to the rabbis as regards to olives and grapes. What the Talmud means is that Rebbe Yehuda says, yes, juice that comes out of an olive or a grape, because the primary use of olives was olive oil, and the primary use of grapes was wine or juice, it's always forbidden on Shabbat, because that's the use to which olive and grapes, at least in their time, were put. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat olive or grapes on Shabbat, but rather that if you have an olive or a bunch of olives and some grapes, and somehow they get squeezed and either juice or oil comes out of them, because that's too much like threshing, like the agricultural process by which we produce grapes, juice, or wine, or olive oil. But Rabbah also says that the rabbis would concede to Rabbi Yehuda in regards to other fruits. So let's say you bring in some strawberries or some blueberries or any of that kind of stuff, all of which could conceivably be turned into juice. However, most people don't juice them. Most of the time what we do is we simply eat them. If somehow they get squeezed and juice comes out of them, you can still use the juice because the assumption is that you weren't trying to discard the fruit of the strawberry or of the blueberry in order to get the juice. Rather that you wanted both of them, both of them were the desirable and therefore it's permitted on Shabbat. Now what I'll say is when I talk blueberries, strawberries, grapes and olives to friends of mine or family members or students, they'll kind of look at me like I'm crazy and say to me, why were the rabbis so obsessed with such minutia? And what I'll try to say back to them is, you know, the realization of an object's purpose actually makes a difference in the world. Lahavdil, as we say, to switch topics completely. I remember that recently a number of people, at least on Facebook, were trying to have make comparisons between the number of deaths by automobile and the number of deaths by handgun in the United States and talked about the fact that, at least here, death by automobile crash or by accident far, far outnumbers any gun deaths we have in this country. So therefore, if some people wanted to ban handguns, shouldn't we ban automobiles as well, since they're far more deadly?
Now, no matter where you come down on the gun issue, this is a place that when you're having public debate with people, the knowledge of something's telos is very important. For the telos of a car is to transport people. The fact that a car can be deadly is a tragedy, but it's something that's incidental to its purpose. For a car, when used normally, simply gets a person from place to place. However, not so with a gun, for the only telos of a gun is to kill, and therefore the two are really not philosophically comparable. Often people try to make arguments about two unlike things, but our rabbis here and in other places ask us to cultivate a sense of understanding what an object's purpose is, its telos. See you tomorrow when we discuss Shabbat, page 144. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.